Hi everyone, I'm Tara Mont, and you're listening to the Trust and Thrive with Tara Mont podcast. I created this podcast along with my blog and brand to hopefully inspire others to live their most authentic life. I truly believe that we all have the power to live a life we love, and to do so, it's so important to be in tune with ourselves and be open to growing and evolving. I believe that once we can trust ourselves and our vision, that's when we can thrive. So with this podcast, I plan to discuss all things to do with self-reflection, personal growth, mindsets, and self-belief, all aspects that affect us in our everyday life. If you feel connected to my message and want to listen more often, I will be sharing one podcast a week, so make sure to subscribe and stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone. This week, I'm really excited to have Samora Super on the show. She is a self-exploration coach, a yoga instructor, and she promotes self-love and self-care. And in this episode, she goes into so much more detail on connecting with yourself and really making time to reconnect with who you are within and finding your self-love practice because everyone's different and not everyone practices yoga or likes meditation, Samora explains how important it is to really explore yourself and discover what works for you, what makes you feel most alive, and how can you connect deeply with yourself. And one topic that I really liked was the idea of being in alignment with yourself, in which she explains that it's important that your thoughts and your words and your actions are all aligned and that you're authentic to yourself in that way. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. She goes into detail about a lot of interesting topics and the importance of practicing self-love. If you would like to work with Samora, I will include all the information and she will discuss events that she's hosting and different ways you can work with her as well. So with that said, I hope you enjoyed this episode and let's get right into it. Hi, Samora. Can you tell me about yourself and Samora Life and what exactly do you do? Yeah, so I am a yoga instructor, a self-exploration coach, which I'll explain in a moment what that means. And I also facilitate workshops and retreats. So all of this is under my brand, Samora Life, which is all about helping young women reconnect to themselves with self discovery and self-exploration exercise, which is pretty much another way of saying self-care. The way that I look at self-care is more about the quality of time that you spend with yourself. So if you are looking to take better care of yourself or get to know yourself better or just love yourself better, it starts with carving out time and carving out a mental space to understand like, what is it that you like? What is it that you don't like? What is it that you need to work on? What is it that, that you want? Like what goals do you want to pursue? And all of that is a form of self-exploration, which is what I have centered my work around. Really getting people familiar with themselves in a different type of way a fun way, a light way, but just definitely reconnecting with themselves so that they can further the journey of self-love. Because self-love is really about spending more time with yourself and knowing who you are so that you can nurture yourself in the best ways. I love that. So were you always passionate about self-care, self-love? Do you have any specific experiences that made you interested in this field and this career? 
Yeah, I've always I've always loved the self-exploration or like the the discovery part of self-care and self-love. I was the friend that's always asking the crazy questions, always trying to get to know people in a different way, peeling back the layers, wanting meaningful conversations and wanting to have like a, a genuine connection. And also I, you know, I'm a very spiritual person. So a lot of this stems from my personal spirituality and my personal growth. And yeah, and just wanting to share that with other people in a way that's relatable and fun. Um, but yeah, when I really started getting into this, it was when I was doing a lot of like, um, you know, I hired a, a life coach. I started doing group therapy type of work with other women. I started getting into yoga very deeply. I started getting into meditation very deeply. This was years ago, like before it was a, you know, a common kind of practice. Like I probably mm -hmm. wouldn't have even talked about it openly back then. I started getting very deep into those types of practices. And then over time, I would share these practices with my friends and my family. And I noticed that it does make a difference when, when people who can't spend thousands of dollars, like I did on like hiring someone to coach them through something or um, on meditation courses or retreats, just trying to create like a easier, more accessible way for people to obtain the same knowledge and the same tools. That's awesome. So is that when your blog came about? Was it after you started coaching and having these retreats or did you have your blog and then you came up with these ideas? Um, I, it all kind of pieced together very slowly for me. I was going through my own transformation Formation. Um, I was working in a nonprofit overseeing some youth programs that did a lot of arts therapy type of things. So I was kind of already doing this type of work on some level uh, for my career. And then once I started my own personal journey with personal development, I just started um, writing down what I was learning and sharing it with friends through an email. And a lot of people thought that that was very helpful for them. So that's when some more life started birthing. But it really took a long time for me to really figure out, like, what does this look like? What kind of, you know, information am I sharing? What types of services and products can I offer? Um, so I would actually say that, like, literally last year was the first year that I opened up some more life publicly and really started putting more attention and effort into it. That's great. And I always ask my guests this because I know you said you just put it out publicly recently. So were you maybe ashamed to or you felt embarrassed? Because I always ask, what kind of environment did you grow up in? Maybe were you encouraged to be true to yourself or follow a specific path? So I'm curious as to what your background is. Um, my background was actually very supportive. So my parents divorced when I was really, really young. So I don't even have like real memories of them even being together. But one thing that both my parents shared was a sense of individuality and the love for the arts. Both of them were very supportive of me wanting to just follow my own passions, follow my own ambitions. And it didn't always look like this. It, Like I said, I, I just recently started working on some more life it prior to that was like me being an actor and, and going to school for theater 
And then it became mm-hmm. me working in TV as a producer. And then it became me working in nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and now I'm mm-hmm. like this yoga teacher, health, you know, wellness coach person. But along all of those journeys, because I am a multi-passionate person and I love, you know, I'm, I'm, I love working in different ways and different talents that I, I can thank God I was able to follow. But in each one of those, my parents were always very supportive. Um, so yeah, that was a, that was a blessing for me because I never had to stress about like, Will my parents be okay with this? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like, they never yeah. made me feel that way ever. That's great. So you said you never really faced that much judgment from your parents because they were very supportive. But did you maybe face judgment from people around you, especially people you may have worked with before? If you were a producer and you had different jobs, were they confused as to, are you starting this blog? Or, like, what are you doing next? What's, what's your next step? That kind of pressure. Yeah, a little bit, especially with some of my friends who like fell into their careers very early. So they like literally graduated from college and became engineers or became lawyers or, you know, it was like a very straight path. So sometimes I did feel a little, I wouldn't even say embarrassed, but a little intimidated. I think that's the best word. Because I wasn't sure what my path, my path just wasn't that clear. It just wasn't very simple that way. And, um, you know, sharing with friends like that, not so much my family, but friends like that who already have their life kind of like laid out in front of them. I did feel like a little bit of judgment from them because they don't understand. They, they never had to kind of jump around and figure out their passion or took the time to like be mm-hmm. an artist or explore you know, their own talents. Um, so yeah, I would be a little bit intimidated. Um, but that's, I don't think that that's the reason why it took me so long to share it publicly. Mm -hmm. I think the reason is because I am a little bit of a perfectionist and I want everything (laughs) to be a certain way. And like, I get that express, you know, express me as much as possible. And because I'm learning as I'm going, I'm still learning as I'm going that sometimes it, it takes a while to just like, Mm-hmm. understand what the best move is yeah definitely and I agree because I think a lot of times people don't put stuff out there because they think they have to have to be an expert at it or it has to be perfect but you always learn as you go and you make mistakes and then you get better and do you think it was easier maybe did you find a group of people that understood what you were doing maybe more bloggers yoga instructors or coaches who understood what you were doing as opposed to obviously it's great to have friends but sometimes you need a tribe and a group of people who get what you're doing for sure I think it clicked in for me when I moved to Los Angeles so I was in New York um for like right after I graduated I was in New York. I was working in TV for a minute. I was working as an actor for a minute. And then I was working in nonprofit. Um, And New York is such a special city, but I never really met that many yoga instructors or bloggers. And it also could have been because literally this type of wellness, you know, quote unquote wellness industry just like boomed in the past, maybe like, you know, seven you know, seven years. Mm -hmm. So it's still relatively new in terms of how people wrap their minds around it. So yeah, I never really met that many people who are doing that type of work. Um, It wasn't until I came to Los Angeles and it was a very like normal thing for people to just, 
you know, go to yoga in the middle of the day or yeah. you know, <laughs> do yoga on the beach or like, let's all go to the park and, and meditate. Mm-hmm. Like that was very normal for people which I hadn't really been exposed to before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, like you said, like you meet your tribe, you meet people who are, who are full-time, you know, bloggers, full-time yoga or wellness instructors. I, I met a couple of people who, you know, throw these international retreats every so often. And I was able to go to one, like someone hired me to be a yoga instructor on their retreat. And that like, popped my um, mind into being like, oh, I could totally do this. And, you know, now I'm, I'm hosting my international retreats. So yeah, I think it really does go along with having that tribe or having that circle and just being exposed to like the things that you believe that you want to do for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of times we don't even realize what the opportunities that are out there if we're like stuck in our own bubble and we don't we don't explore more and meet more people and reach out but with all your experiences you had before do you think those helped you lead to where you are now or being a producer and all those experiences oh of course um so yeah like first of all when i was acting all that acting training that i've done totally helps me when I'm speaking to people in front of a crowd or like when brands hire me to facilitate their events, for example, like I just um, did this big event and the sponsor gave me um, talking notes because a lot of the brands want you to, you know, say certain things. Yeah. Um, I memorized the whole thing like in the day. They're like, oh my God, I can't believe you kn- knew every word for word. Like, that's amazing. So things like that with the acting totally helps now. And then with the producing, because I organize my own events, I organize my own courses, I organize my own retreats. That's basically what I used to do or, you know, still do as a producer, just being resourceful, knowing like how to research the right places, knowing how to like stick within a budget, knowing how to execute something. Those are skills that I learned very early on that I still use today. Writing, you know, having to be a, a writer, like all of these things, facilitating working with you, <laughs> which yeah. is very hard. But honestly, it helps me now with my workshops with adults. It's like if I can facilitate workshops with youth who barely want to be there, then I can definitely entertain adults. You know, so every single experience honestly has, I'm using every single experience now, all of those skills. That's great. And I love that mindset because it, it bothers me when people think they've like wasted time. And I know people change careers often, but you don't because you get you take something out of everything and you can always use those skills in different industries and you always learn something from every experience. So that's great that you have that mindset and you realize that, too. Yeah. And I think it it takes you just like being able to look back and reflect and be like, actually, all of these things, it makes sense now. It makes sense why I gravitated to all those things, because I I actually needed those things, you know? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. What does living your most authentic life mean to you? Really understand alignment. And that's kind of the same to me as being authentic. And alignment, I just started to understand what that felt like. But it's almost like everything just flows to you because what you're saying you're going to do, what you're thinking that you're going to do, and, and what you're actually doing all aligns up. Your thoughts, your words, your actions, which is actually the theme of my retreat this year is called Power Realign. It's like power of your thoughts, power of your words, power of your actions, and they all line up. 
that to me is the ultimate feeling of alignment. And that to me is the same as being authentic because all of these things are the same. You're not doing anything that you're not saying, oh, I hate my job. I hate my job. But then you're showing up to work every day. That's Mm -hmm. not being in alignment or you're not, you know, looking in the mirror saying, I hate myself. I hate myself. And then like going out, trying to act like you love yourself like that isn't in alignment. So just really understanding that your thoughts and your words and your actions all have to be reflecting the same mission, the same purpose. That to me is being authentic. I really like that. And do you think that comes with meditation, yoga, just like taking time to yourself? I know you went on a silence retreat I saw on your Instagram. And I was curious as to if that helps you get more in tune with yourself and just be in your own head. How does that work? I agree. I mean, I think that everyone needs to have their own self-care practice. And it may not always look like yoga, meditation. It may not always look the same. I remember I met a girl who her self-care practice was running. And she said when she runs, it feels like a meditation because she, you know, she's really um, in tune with her breath and her body. And she's able to like kind of clear her mind in a sense. And so I feel like everyone's practice might be different, but you need to have a practice for sure. There needs to be some time every day carved out for you to go inside within yourself and reconnect to your just your higher being. I mean, there's different ways that you can can label that your true self, your your divine to God. But I always feel like if you don't carve out that time to just be with yourself, then um, it's very hard to practice being authentic because you don't know who you are, essentially, you know, that you haven't really given yourself that love, that attention, that affection. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I think it's important because in general, even with our beliefs and how we talk to ourselves and feel, if we don't take that time to reflect, we may just be doing things people want us to do. We don't even know like what our own beliefs are and who we want to be. We don't reflect on that. And so how did you find out that yoga and meditation helped you? How do you think people find out what their sort like source of reflection should be? I think it starts off with what you love, like what you love to do. So I loved to dance and I found that movement was like a a very um, therapeutic expression for me. And so I was a dancer pretty much my whole life. And when I was dancing actively and took yoga, I hated yoga, actually, because I was like, oh, this is too slow. I'm not, you know, I'm not sweating. I'm not like struggling. Mm -hmm. I'm not like it to me. I I couldn't even grasp the concept of yoga. But then when I stopped dancing and I wanted to move and I started getting into yoga again, this time it was with, you know, it was with more awareness. It was like, yes, I'm moving my body, but this is also aligning my body with my breath. It's also aligning my mind with my body and my breath. And so it became something new to me. And that became my, yeah, it became my practice. It was really because of the movement piece, because you can meditate and and that's fine. Like you don't necessarily have to do yoga as a self-care practice or meditation Mm -hmm. practice or a spiritual practice. You could just do your meditation. And a lot of people do that. And that's fine. But it was the movement part for me 
that gave me a sense of, okay, this is good for me. This is something I want to do. And this is something that I look forward to doing. So I think it starts with like your, your own love and interest in, yeah. And what makes you happy and what makes you feel good. And you, you'd agree, right? That if someone maybe doesn't know, maybe they go to work all the time and they're just so busy and maybe they don't know what makes them happy, what is kind of their like own form of meditation? Would you just say they need to try different things until they figure that out? And Yeah, I think that goes back to the whole self-exploration, which is, is what I want to promote more of. It's like people, yeah, people don't take the time to get to know themselves and that's why they don't know what they're passionate about or what they mm-hmm. are talented at or you know, what makes them happy. But you're right. It's like slowing down and trying those different things, asking yourself certain questions, like what can I do every day that will bring me a sense of peace? Or what is something I can't Mm -hmm. live without? Or if I, you know, if I die next week, like what are the top five things that I would instantly do? So like just taking the time to ask yourself a couple of questions and what I'm working on now for my next thing is like, coming up with a couple of questions that people can easily access and ask themselves when they have like a a spare five minute to help with that process. Just thinking about tools that will help make that process easier for people. That's great. And I I think that's so important because the more you're in tune with yourself, the more you know maybe what career path you want to follow because sometimes people just get caught up on a path and they don't even know if they enjoy it. So I wanted to ask you, how did you know or when did you know that you wanted to go all in with what you're doing now as a self-exploration coach and yoga instructor? When did you really know that this is what I want to do, at least for now? It might have been maybe like two or three years ago. It was around the time that I was moving to Los Angeles. I started feeling burnout from my job. And I think that's a big part of the practice too, is like listening to your body, because I believe that your body will signal to you when it's burnt out, when it's, you know, when it's over capacity, when things are not right, you start to feel, you'll feel it. You'll feel stress in your mind. You'll feel stress in your body. Your skin might break out. You might have start having digestive issues, but there's like a number of ways that your body, if you spend more time with it, you start to learn that your body will start to tell you when something's not healthy or something's not working out. So I started feeling very stressed. I started to feel a lot of anxiety and I started to feel Mm -hmm. Um, a little bit of depression from my last job, I started to realize that this is, um, yeah, enough is enough. Like I have to leave. I had to leave New York. I had to leave that job. I just knew that my time was up. And so around that time was the same time I started to delve deeply into yoga, into meditation, and I hired a life coach. And those are the things that inspired me to move forward and to make those types of tools accessible for people. I love that. And say this listener, someone listening right now feels stuck, maybe in the position you were in, they felt burnt out or they're not passionate about what they're doing and they want to follow their passion. They want to make change and reach out and start something, but they're afraid of judgment, failure, whatever it is. What advice would you give them? I would say honestly to start small. And that they don't have to share it with anyone. They can do it on their own. But just start whatever that might be. Start very small. Incorporate it into your life in little bite-sized pieces. 
until you feel more comfortable in taking on more and taking on more and taking on more. And soon it's going to be so much that you have to share with the world. And I feel like that is the best way to get into your passion and to, to get into your purpose, honestly, feeling like, you know, you're 100% about it. Definitely. And how important do you believe it is to trust and believe in yourself and your abilities before you go all in and start something? It's, it's honestly, it's a little bit of a give and take with that because yes, you do have to believe in yourself and you do have to believe in what you're doing. But a lot of it is like we talked about earlier, learning as you go. So Mm -hmm. you're never going to be perfect. You're never going to have it all figured out. You have to start somewhere and you have to take baby steps into it. And as you're moving forward, you have to also be your best cheerleader because there's going to be a lot of times when you want to give up, when you want to say this is too much, when you feel totally uncomfortable, like an idiot half the time, Mm -hmm. like not knowing what to do, like things that are going to come up just because it's new. It's a new territory that's going to feel so uncomfortable that you also have to be so strong within. And that goes back to your personal, you know, self-care practice. Like if, if, you have that spiritual self-care practice, then it's going to ground you and anchor you so that you can continue forward. Definitely. What keeps you going on those hard days? When you have hard days where you feel like you messed up or maybe you think, is this worth it? Should I have left my job? Should I be doing this? Or things go wrong or you get hate? What keeps you going on those days? I have a number of tools in my little self-care toolbox that I go to. And I talk about this all the time on my website. And I also have a course that helps people with this. It's called Love Yourself First. It's a five-week self-care course. But basically, it's like you have to create tools for yourself for those bad days. So my go-to tool, number one tool is yoga. I always feel so much better after yoga. But that's because... For my life, movement helps me kind of get some things and stress out of my system. Two, I have two girlfriends who are like my number one cheerleaders that like (laughs) I can call at any time of the day and they will they will literally say all of the right things that I need to hear. (laughs) And I feel like everyone should have that. And if Mm -hmm. you don't have that, just plugging into a community with that kind of vibe of built into it will really help. So that's my number two. Number three, I love to journal. And I feel like when I journal, it's allowing me to express kind of like release. Yeah. Just like release Mm -hmm. all of the stresses. I also think that meditation is, which I do it all the time, but sometimes if I need more of it, I think that meditation is the quickest way to increase your prana, which is your life force, which is like your energy. Girl, I could go (laughs) deep into that, so I'm not going to do it right here. But basically, our body has these energy points called chakras, Mm -hmm. and the meditation really helps to increase the energy of your chakras, which will overall increase your mood. So those are like a few, few tools in my toolbox that I go to when I'm stressed or having a bad day. Those are great tools. Yeah. (laughs) Some people don't really have, they don't really know what theirs are. Yeah, that's the whole point of my brand is to help those people and not make Mm -hmm. it so overwhelming or so expensive because, you know, people have, (laughs) people have um, workshops about things like this all the time, but I don't want 
people to feel overwhelmed or feel like they can't access it. So yeah, girl, that's the whole point. It's like, I want people to, to have those tools. Like think about if every person who gets stressed out had like a couple of tools that they can readily use that make them feel better. You know, I feel like our our society would function very differently. But if you could give a tip or two on meditation for someone who may want to start meditating, but they've never done it and they don't really know how it works, how long should they do it for? What should be the first step they should take? There's a couple of um, guided meditations. I feel like guided meditation Mm -hmm. is the best entry point for people because it will allow them to have something that they are consciously like following along to. So a couple of tools for that is there's an app called Headspace. Yeah, they have really good um, meditate guided meditations. YouTube, of course, you can always just add meditation for beginners or guided meditations. Mm-hmm. And it's like a million videos. So I have a guided meditation on my website that people can purchase. And then there's also a, a a way you can listen for free as well. Then there is an app that I love called Art of Living, which has a million meditations as well. So I think those are the ways to start is just find a guided one, feel comfortable enough doing it yourself. Awesome. Thank you. Well, I appreciate you so much for sharing all this info and being so vulnerable and open. And I wanted to ask you what's coming up next for you for some more life. And could you tell us a little more about your retreats where people can sign up or follow you? For sure. Um, So all of the information that I gave can be found on my website. It's samoralife.com. So samoralife.com. Also, I have a retreat. It's in Mexico, right outside of Tulum. We'll play in Tulum. Yeah, right between Cancun and Tulum. For five days, four nights, we will be exploring who we are and aligning our powers. So it's exactly what we're talking about, being authentic. We will start to explore like our thoughts, our words, and our actions and making sure that we are walking in alignment. Um, that is Labor Day weekend, which is the first weekend of September. It's like the last weekend of August into the first weekend of September. And spots are still open. That can also be found at samorelife.com. That's awesome. Thank you. And I will include all the information, all your links in the description of this episode for listeners if you want to find some more there. Yay! Thank you so much for being on the show. You are Thank so you. Good. No, You're so great. sweet. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode with Samora. I'm so appreciative of her for opening up and sharing her story and for being so vulnerable. And I hope you all take that time to practice self-love in whatever form that is. And if you don't know what that is for yourself, I hope you are at least open to exploring different parts and trying new things and seeing what really makes you feel happy and makes you feel so good and makes you really reconnect with yourself. And she is actually hosting the Power Realign Retreat, which she mentioned from August 29th to September 2nd, 2019. And if you would like to be a part of that or, or are interested in learning more, you can visit samoralife.com, where she also has a blog and a lot more information on upcoming events and workshops and how you can work with her. So thank you to Samora for being on the show and to you for listening. I really appreciate it. If you've been enjoying episodes with guests, I would love to know what you think 
what kind of guests you would like on the show and maybe what industries you're looking more into and what you're curious to hear on the show. So that would be great. Feel free to send me a message or leave a review. I would love, love, love to know. You can follow Samora at Samora Life on Instagram and you can visit her website, samoralife.com and all the information will be in the description as I said before. And you can also follow me at tara.mont on Instagram or the Instagram for this podcast specifically, which is at Trust and Thrive. So thank you again for listening. I hope you have an amazing week, an amazing rest of your March and I will catch you all next Thrive Thursday. <laughs>